Oh, it's a dynasty, all right. Three and five years. It's a dynasty. Uh oh, he's declaring uh, a dynasty yes, already. Yes, declaring a dynasty early in the morning. We putting people in the Hall of Fame too now. Ah, uh, there's a couple last <laughs> night that are going in the Hall of Fame. We already know that. Uh, just so everybody's aware, Ed still has a broken uh, headset. Yes. Uh, his uh, earphones have one flappy. Yes. Uh, not sure what broke there. He's not replacing those. But also his microphone broke. So we have a dangling microphone. Good yes. news is we have four in here. In, in the studio, so yeah. So we got a backup mic yes. to go to. Uh, right away. Which is helpful. Uh, right away. This one's good. This one's for screwed now. on uh, properly. Until about 8.15 and that one will fall off yes. too. Yes. And then we'll go, go to the fourth one. Yeah. This so is a great start. It is a great good start. Good start to the week. Good start to the week after a uh, exciting finish to the Super Bowl. And just so everybody knows, Ed got home after one o'clock last yeah. night. It's great. I'm glad you're here. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm fired up. Are you going to crash at like 2 p.m. No, today? I'm fired up. <laughs> go home, write a column. I'm excited. All right. Let's go. The first bite. Will Patrick Mahomes end up as the greatest quarterback of Ooh. all time? You wrote a little bit about this after the game. I did write about it. Um, he's got a chance. He's got a chance to be. It's. Do you imagine how incredible he's been? And he's still four behind him. Yeah. Oh, it's it's I mean, crazy it's, how it's many crazy Super Bowls Tom many, Brady won. How many Tom Brady won? And when yeah. you think about how great Mahomes has been, he has three in his first six years as a starter. He is twenty-eight years old. Conceivably, he could play until he's 44, Yes, like Brady did. But even if you just say he's going to play until he's 38, so you get another decade Ten more of years of him. Can he win four Super Bowls in a decade? It's going to be really hard. I think it's going to be really hard to get to seven. That's a that's a massive number. He, as great as he is, yeah. and he's great. But Because here's, here's the part about Patrick Mahomes, and we can talk about this. I'm probably going to ask people that we talk to throughout the week. How much of this is Patrick Mahomes is simply better than everybody else playing right now? And how much of this is them being on an insane run of close game luck? Because we talk about close game luck all the time. And we saw it two seasons ago with the Minnesota Vikings being a great record, yeah. negative point differential, blown out in the playoffs. We saw it this year with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Great record, terrible point differential, Losing the, playoffs, the first round. Right. They didn't even win the division. They blew the division right. because their collapse started before right. the season ended. The Kansas City Chiefs have won back-to-back -back Super Bowls. They've played seven playoff games. Six of those seven have been decided by one score. One game. possession. They are 6-0 and in one possession games yeah. against other playoff teams in the last two postseasons. Maybe Patrick Mahomes is just actually this good, and you're just he's just going to win. You're just going to win those games. There's also a chance they're on an insane run of close game luck. Yeah, and could it be both? And next year they're going to lose a game, twenty three to right. twenty, in the postseason right. to the Bengals or something, and then they're done. Look around, saying, "Oh, it is hard to win the Super Bowl, even when you have Patrick Mahomes." Right. But that's there is there the like statistical probability and everything suggests the Chiefs are going to lose some close playoff games in the future. But there is also a chance that Patrick Mahomes it's actually just that is good, and he just leads them back to the Super Bowl right. because. The amazing thing to me about last night's game is it was basically the Chiefs' entire season boiled down into a game. And that's what Patrick Mahomes said afterwards yeah. is the microcosm of the season. They sucked. They were terrible yeah. the first half of that game. They had three points at halftime. Like, they were bad. They looked exactly like they did in so many other games this year, where it's like, the offense can't do anything. Right. Defense held them in. Yeah. They can't run the ball. Mahomes looks uh, double-clutching 
frustrated. Like not running the ball. Yeah, it was just like, what is like this team sucks. They're bad, and their defense was good enough to keep San Francisco to ten points at halftime, keep it close. And then the Chiefs scored on their final four drives right. of the game. And the overtime drive, Mahomes was 8-for-8 eight eight for 42 yards and a touchdown. Also, two massive runs. He had Huge the fourth runs. down run and then had a third down run for right. 19 yards uh, and ends up delivering the game-winning touchdown. It's Maybe there is something to it with Mahomes where it's just, yeah, if you're in a close game, you – you're not going to win. He is going to put up a point. You get into the sort of fourth quarter overtime situation that they were in, he's going to drive down and score a touchdown every time you give him the ball. And the only way to stop that from happening is to be up by so many points that it doesn't matter when you get to that point of the game. I think it could be a little of both. I really do. Yeah. And and you're right about all their one-possession games, and the odds are that that's going to end at some point. Right. But he's incredible. So maybe it doesn't end for a while. Um, (laughs) I think one thing that I haven't quantified yet or really haven't come to a conclusion yet and how he's one of the greatest ever, but how important Andy Reid is to this. And if he would retire today, like what does that mean? What is the dynamic of that? And who follows him? And how much does he get along with Mahomes? And how much can he click with Mahomes like Andy Reid can? That That has a lot to do with it, I think. Right. That might be... The number one thing to, you know, quote unquote, stop Patrick Mahomes right. from winning a bunch of Super Bowls is when does Andy Reid retire and what does it look like post Andy Reid? Because and who's, who's, who replaces him? Right. Because Mahomes is obviously a superstar. They're not going to lose Andy Reid and suddenly become a six win team. Right. But do you lose just a little bit? And losing just a little bit would take you from winning all these one possession games to losing a bunch of one possession games. And now. You're getting bounced in the divisional round or the AFC Championship game instead of going on and winning the going Super Bowl. Going on and winning the Super Bowl. But that is probably going to be more impactful than anything like the Raiders, Broncos, or Chargers do over the next 10 years. Right. Is right. When does Andy Reid right. retire? Other, the other three teams are like, yeah, we don't know if we're going to catch Reid and Mahomes. Maybe when Reid steps aside, we'll have a shot. But otherwise, we're kind of struggling here. The other amazing thing about Mahomes that is um, statistically probability should not happen He's been down by double digits in every single Super Bowl he's played yeah, he's in. Played in. And, and he's, he's won three back. out of four. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. the Bucks got him. The Bucks beat him pretty handily. The other three, he's been down 10 and has come back to win the game. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. When you go down by 10, you lose. Yes. You fall behind by two possessions, you lose in football. That's what happens most of the time. The win probability I saw at one point in the third quarter had them at 16%. 16, and, you know, they got Mahomes. And the Niners never really put him away, and that was it. He was like, all right, we got this. We're going to come back and win. He's been incredible to watch, absolutely incredible to watch, and I I think we're going to – I don't know what number to put on it, but for the next decade, I'm really interested to see how many Super Bowls can he win because it could be a lot. Yeah, I mean, look what he did this year, like you said, with that offense. I mean, it's the worst team they've had. He had had receivers dropping balls all year until the end. And Marquez Valdez Scantling turned a five yard gain into a negative four yard loss. Did you see that? In overtime. In overtime. That was in overtime. And they still went down and scored. They still went down and scored. He ran backwards nine yards. (laughs) Well, I was like, yeah, whatever. They threw it to him on the very next play, too. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. He lost his four yards when it should have been uh, second and five or whatever that play was. What? These receivers. Unbelievable. And he still wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
he's incredible. Um, so I'm, I, I want to see how many more he actually gets here. One other thing on the on the uh, way this game was played. No sport does crappy play, but make it competitive and compelling than the NFL. better than the NFL. 80% of last night's game sucked. Oh, through the first three quarters? That was terrible. Was a terrible game. It was punting. There was at one point where I was like, this Chris Conley guy for San Francisco is going to win MVP because he downed a punt at the two. Danny, we'll get to that in your bet later on. But like, I was like, they're going to get the gunner, the MVP, because he's the right. only one doing anything. Him or Moody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, no sport does, this sucks, but don't worry, it's going to be great. Right. In like the, the NFL. In the end. Because... The sport finds a way to keep games close. Yeah. I mean, we don't have very many blowouts in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it doesn't right. happen that often that we get just a blowout. Usually there is somebody has the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to tie or win the game, and the the NFL is phenomenal at it. The sport was designed to produce close games, and we got it last night again despite three quarters of just gross. Just, eh, that was uh, like the first half. I was like, that game sucked. Yeah. Uh, Alan, first quarter. Yeah, Alan Snell was sitting next to me. He's like, is zero, this? zero zero to the first quarter. Yeah, Alan, yeah, Alan Snell was sitting next to me. He was like, this is a preseason game, isn't it? Yeah. He was like, what is, what is this? What's going right. on here? They can't do anything. So that game kind of, kind of sucked in that regard. But um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about. It's all about Patrick Mahomes. I know you wrote about Patrick Mahomes. Should we be talking about these Kansas City defense a lot more than we are Patrick Mahomes today? Probably. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes said it after the game that the defense kept him in it and. He said that they had done that all year. Like you just said a little while ago, this is the defense that kept them in all year, kept them in games when they weren't the offense that everyone expected and that they had been. Um, yeah, I mean, they and, – and, you know, Kittle and others said afterwards that because they had Mahomes, they had to score touchdowns. Yeah. And they didn't. Kicked a lot of field goals. Kicked a lot of field goals. Uh, the few things I was impressed with their defense, obviously – Kansas City only scores three in the first half. Holding San Francisco to 10, ten. is massive, right? If San Francisco yeah. has 17, the, the game's probably over. Yeah. Um, but they hold them to 10 in the first half. The McCaffrey fumble uh, was big. Leo Chanel post, uh, right. punched it out on the first drive. San Francisco looked like they were rolling, going to go. Oh, down they and looked score like they were going right down the field. Yeah. And they get the fumble. McCaffrey, by the way, three lost fumbles in 270 right. plus carries in the regular season that's 1.1 percent of his carries he lost a fumble loses one on the first drive of the Super Bowl that was a massive play they held McCaffrey to 3.6 yards per carry in that game they held San Francisco a full yard under their yard per play in that game and then in my mind the two biggest defensive plays of the game for Kansas City the first one was the third and four in the fourth quarter when it was tied at the two-minute warning, and McDuffie came on a blitz. Purdy had to throw it quick, threw it basically into the feet of one of his mm -hmm. receivers, incomplete. San Francisco has to kick the field goal. If San Francisco gets that first down, they can effectively run the, run clock, the clock down, down. to like – it would have been like 20, 30 seconds, then kick, kick the, the field, field goal, and win the game. Right, and then you know, you're giving Mahomes basically – 20 seconds. Right. And so that was one. The other one was the overtime third down uh, where they forced San Francisco to kick another field goal. Yeah. They blitzed again. For some reason, San Francisco didn't block Chris Jones on that play. He was the he was the guy who was the free rusher right up the middle. So Purdy had to throw it quick. On that play, I can't remember who the corner was. The corner that was covering Brandon Ayuk actually fell down. And if Purdy had been looking that way to start, it's a touchdown. It, it was You could have just lobbed it to him. But he was looking the other way. 
Chris Jones was unblocked and he just had to get rid of it. But those two blitzes, those two plays to prevent a third down conversion, those were the two biggest defensive plays of the games for the Chiefs. Because Niners get the first one in regulation. San Francisco wins that game as long as Jake Moody makes a field goal. Yes. Second yes. one, Mahomes is still going to get the ball and everything, but you score a touchdown and you're probably getting another possession right. at some point, unless the Chiefs went for two. But defense was unbelievable for Kansas City in this game all right coming up next we're going to stick with the Super Bowl because we've got some Kyle Shanahan choking moments to talk about you know what I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime so I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a ton and win but I guess that's not the case um so I don't really I don't totally know the strategy there Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. That was Kyle Juszczyk of the 49ers. Uh, Nicole Hardman also did not know that the Chiefs had won the game on his touchdown in overtime. Said he blacked out. So lots of players weren't really uh, 100% aware of the overtime rules in the playoffs, which by the way, is new. This is the first time we have seen this, where each team is guaranteed a possession. No matter what the first possession unless is. Unless there's a safety it, right. or a defensive touchdown, defensive touchdown. Right, then you don't get it. It's just over the team that scored on defense wins the game. They don't have to put their offense on the field. But even if the Niners score a touchdown on their first drive, the Chiefs get the ball, which is new. Uh, that has not been in place for an overtime in the playoffs before. So here's the question I have for you, Ed. First time we've seen it. There's not like data to study and tell us what the optimal decision making is. You win the toss in overtime of a postseason game. Do you want the ball or are you kicking? With these rules, and I know some will disagree on this, I, I kick. You kick? I just I just think it's important to know what you have to do. I just think it's important. And I know that both get a possession, so even if I score a touchdown then they have to go score a touchdown. I think it's more I, I don't I, I, I kick. I, I kick the ball. I just want to know. I want to know if they score a touchdown and what we have to do. I want the ball. Okay. For two reasons. First reason, and Kyle Shanahan mentioned this afterwards, is the third possession of the game of overtime. Which is uh sudden death. Right. If we match each other on the first two possessions, then I get the first crack at sudden death. I can go win the game with the third possession. You don't You don't get an answer possession. If we both score a touchdown on the first drive and then I go down, I just have to kick a field goal, and I win the game on the third possession. Now, how many are going to get to a third possession? Last night's did not get to a third possession. That might be something that doesn't happen often enough to be a significant factor in this. But the whole idea of knowing what you have to do, I don't think that's an advantage. Uh, Dana what about Hol in college? So Dana Holgerson, who just got fired by the Houston Cougars, but Dana Holgerson, <laughs> uh, last year, Dana Holgerson was talking about overtime and why he wants the ball first in overtime. And it's because in the last six years of college football, the team that got the ball first in overtime has won 54% of the time. And that number's increased over the last three years to 56% of the time. So the idea of knowing what you have to do might not even be that helpful at the end of the day because we're now seeing in college football the teams that know what they have to do are losing more often than they're winning. 
And so in the NFL, again, we have one game now, and right. with this with this playoff right, format. it's only a playoff rule. We're we're like never going to have enough right. data to know what you should or should not do. It's just like we're not going to know because there's going to be one game every three years that we see this or whatever. If but that. right, so it's just we're we're not really going to know. But I want it for the third possession, and I'm not a hundred percent convinced. Knowing what you have to do matters. Look, I'm just glad Shanahan knew the rule. <laughs> Yes. Given how many players didn't know the rule. <laughs> so you got to give him credit for that. Yes, yeah, he did know the rule. Maybe tell your players at some point along the way uh, what the rules are and, and what you need to do to win the game. I mean, same for Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Mikkel Hardman scored the game-winning touchdown. He said he blacked out and yeah. didn't know they won until Mahomes was right. running at him. So maybe, you know, uh, both teams tell your players, this, at least when the overtime starts, what's going They put it up on the video board. You could have just told all your players, look, that, look up there. Read that. that. There was actually a quote that that's how one of the yeah. 49ers players found out that that was the rule. <laughs> yeah, just look up there. They'll tell you what, what's happening over there. They don't want everybody to be confused that's watching it, let alone if you're playing in it. So, Who was the player a while back who didn't know there was overtime? Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Donovan McNabb. When he kneeled out at the yes. end of overtime. He didn't, he he didn't know didn't... it could end in a tie. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Players are great. <laughs> he thought it just went to another overtime until there was a winner. But no, there are ties in the regular season. Um, but that, I am taking the ball. Until there is some sort of, I don't know, win probability that suggests kicking is what gives you the better chance to win, I think taking the ball gives you the best shot to win. Because the other, the other part of the whole knowing what you have to do thing 49ers should have gone forward in overtime on that fourth down. They should not have kicked that field goal. That's a fourth and four, right? Yeah. Fourth and four from the from the nine. Man, we were all polling each other in the booth and we all thought he should kick it just to take the points and not oh. give Mahomes not give Mahomes zero or nothing just to get in field goal range. I'm going for it. Score the touchdown. Yeah. Like I that's I what I'm know. doing. Because here's the thing with Shanahan. Er, nine. Early in the fourth quarter, fourth and three, Kansas City 15-yard line, he goes for it. Right. And they get the first down, and they end up scoring a go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl because they went for it on a fourth and short in-field goal range. And then he had two more opportunities. Towards the end of the fourth quarter, their final drive, fourth and four from the nine, he sends out Jake Moody to kick a field goal rather than go for it. Again, Chiefs go down, kick a field goal, tie the game, send it to overtime. And then, in overtime, has it inside the 20, fourth and short, fourth and four, I think it was again. It's fourth and four. Kicks the field goal instead of going for it. He he just saw the rewards of going for it early in the fourth quarter, right? You can go score the touchdown. And if they go for it, it, the one in the regulation, if they go for it and get it on fourth down, that just like the third down play we talked about, it's over. They can run the clock out and kick the field goal with the with time, with 10 seconds left or whatever it is. But he made the aggressive fourth down decision early in the fourth quarter and then backed off of it late in the fourth and in overtime against Patrick Mahomes, yeah. who went down and scored on both possessions anyway. Into the, fir- into the uh, fourth. 153 left. I'd probably kick the field goal and not give Mahomes the ball fourth and with 153 left if I don't make the fourth down. Here's the thing, though. Left. 
I know I know we saw a whole bunch of long field goals made yesterday. Yes. In fact, Moody had the record until Butker had for all uh, 5 for, minutes. For 5 minutes until Butker broke the record. Jake Moody sucked this year. Jake Moody, like the idea that hey, we're in field goal range, it's 53 yards, trot out Jake Moody. No, you're not. I mean, sure, he might make it, but th- there's no guarantee Jake Moody's nailing a 50-something yarder. Right, and I know the one in overtime was a short one, but like, there's no guarantee that Jake Moody's running out there and drilling these long field goals. Right, he's not a good kicker. He just missed last or two weeks ago, and then it's like we've seen him miss field goals in the playoffs. Saw him miss an extra point. Last yeah, when he got, got he got one blocked. Right, right. Like the idea that yeah, send him out there. We're gonna we're going to make these kicks. He's not gonna make them all. Right, like that's not a realistic thing. He's just going to automatically make it because that's the thing. If in the end of the fourth quarter, Jake Moody misses that field goal, Kansas City gets the ball at the forty-yard line or wherever he kicked it from. They get it at the forty-three. Hell, they get it seven yards past where they would have gotten it if they failed on a fourth down. So, I think he should have been more. You're playing Patrick Mahomes, and I know Mahomes had not been good for the majority of that game, but you're playing Patrick Mahomes. You need to score touchdowns. You need to put uh, the ball like in I the end zone and win the game. That's what Kittle said. Yeah. Put, you, against Mahomes, you have to score touchdowns. Score touchdowns. And if you're in a fourth and four scenario, I think you have to go for it. If it was fourth and 14, yeah, okay, you're not picking up a fourth and 14 99% of the time or whatever. But fourth and four, you can you can get a fourth and four. Right? You can get a four. Hell, you can probably hand it off to McCaffrey on fourth and four. You might get the first. Well, maybe not yesterday. He kind of sucked. But uh, you can get the fourth downs when you have a good offense. And the 49ers had a good offense all year. So I was just, I, I was more upset with Shanahan for those decisions than I was him taking the ball to start overtime. I thought it was weird in the third quarter he didn't run a play until four to fourth minutes left in the third quarter. He didn't give the ball to McCaffrey one time. Well, McCaffrey sucked. I don't know, 80 and 80. Yeah, but he had like 110 He's... carries. Where's this at? Their EPA per play when they ran the ball was terrible. When they uh, ran the ball on first and second down, their EPA per play was negative point three one. On when they passed that's on a, early downs, that surprises downs, me. It was I thought he was 3. better than that. That surprises me. He he didn't have his longest run was eleven yards, and he averaged less than four yards a carry. He did he had like three good runs the entire game. That like, surprises me. I thought he was better than that given like, his numbers. Their best case, they threw it well when they threw it to him. It yeah. was really good. But he aver- I mean, he had yeah, he got over eighty rushing yards, but he carried it what eighteen times, nineteen times. I think he was over twenty carries actually in the game. Like, it was not some, hey, we're giving it to McCaffrey and picking up eight yards. They were giving it to McCaffrey and getting two or three yards. And now it's second and seven, which is better than second and ten, I guess, but right. it's not really good. All right, coming up next, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus joins the show. He studies numbers for a living. Cheering for Vanderbilt makes him feel like he's cheering for the Chicago Bears. PFF's Brad Spielberger joins the press box. All right, Brad, uh, we actually disagree on this, so I'm curious what your thoughts are. New playoff overtime rules. Are you taking the ball first or are you kicking? You know, I think you can't really scheme it either way. The thought process for San Fran obviously was, all right, if we both score, then we have the sudden death, right? As soon as the second team scores the same amount of points, then it's the next possession wins. I think the issue is it always comes back to the information advantage of Kansas City just knowing it. They can, you know, they have to go for it on fourth downs, exactly what they need to do uh, because they've already seen the first possession. So, 
you could argue it either way. Uh, I know Brian Burke has posted, uh, who does you know heads ESPN's analytics, talking about how it's kind of a fifty-fifty split based on I don't know a hundred thousand simulations. I still come back to I probably would defer just because I always want to know you know do I have to go for it on fourth downs, which we saw Mahomes do, of course, on that that QB keeper, uh, you know, deep in their own territory. I think that's just the biggest thing for me. Um, I am not going to claim any part of this data being true. I'm just going to tell you that Dana Holgerson, who was the head coach of the Houston Cougars until he got fired after this season, I read something from him where last year he said that they were going to take the ball first in college overtime because over the last six years, the team that got the ball first has won 54% of college overtime games. Yeah, I mean, that might be true. It'd be smart to maybe look into why you know they did that, or is it just a random, hey, we teams have won in this scenario, therefore we're just going to do it. Um, you know, I, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm sure that's true, and, and good for Dana for looking at the data. I'd probably just want to consider why that is the case, um, you know, and go from there. All right, on Patrick Mahomes, uh, one of the things we were talking about is that their two last two playoff runs, they've played seven games. Six games have been decided by a single possession. Is Mahomes significantly better than everybody else and significantly better in these types of situations? Or are the Chiefs on a run of like insane close game luck? No, he is. Uh, you know, there, there is going to be some one score regression. Maybe they do get, you know, snake bitten and lose, lose a playoff game in the near future. But um, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's making, first of all, so his first, his first interception in a playoff game uh, over the last two years was last night. So he's protecting the football, not giving the ball away. And as we saw, you know, throughout the playoffs and, of course, last night, you know, a turnover on a special teams play or something of that nature can swing an outcome of a game. And I get the one-score stuff. It's, of course, a massive data point we talk about all regular season long, where if you're winning a bunch of one-score games against inferior opponents, you know, maybe it's a signal of regression. Come playoff time against all the other good teams, you know, I would say it's probably less of a, a red herring of other winning one-score games. Well, yeah, they're playing other, you know, good NFL playoff teams. So, yeah, no, Mahomes is in a class of his own. It's completely undeniable. And the, the calmness and poise and just lack of, you know, really any, like, he, he just he clearly is never phased in these moments, in these games. And having to make the draft in a regulation, do it again in overtime. I mentioned convert the fourth and one. You have Marquez Valdez scaling run 10 yards backwards <laughs> and make it even harder on Patrick Mahomes with a second and 14, and, and they convert that in two plays. Yeah, I mean, he is he can be compared to one person ever uh, going forward at this point. There is no one else in their class. Uh Shanahan, we talked about went for it earlier. They completed a uh, pass to Kittle on fourth down, and they scored a touchdown. He did not do that fourth and four from the nine in overtime. He knows Patrick Mahomes is on the other sideline. Would you have gone for it fourth and four from the nine and stuck, instead of kicking the overtime field goal? Yeah, and this is where it comes back to kind of the you know the conversation of of the decision making. So yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you just never want to say, all right, Patrick Mahomes needs a touchdown to win a football game. And I know the defense played well early on. Of course, the first half, they almost shut him out. But the Chiefs have been kind of moving the ball pretty well you know, over the course of the second half of the, of the game. And again, like we just talked about, you know, your, your defense is tired. You've been rushing pretty much only four most of the night. Some pressure here and there, uh, you know, some blitzing here and there, but not much. So 
Yeah, I, you know, I think so. But behind saying just saying they should always go for it. No, it's more just why should you have comfort or confidence that you know three is gonna is gonna be safe. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, I think so. <laughs> I just think you have to say we got to kill this guy. We got to put him away. We, we can't just leave the door open for what happened. Uh, what did you think of Purdy last night? And uh, can we can we make the hot take that the 49ers need to do to him what they did to Jimmy Garoppolo? He was fine. I mean, you did see throughout this game, like, there were so few downfield passes that he actually completed. Like, he, not, not to make this the pile-on Brock Purdy game, and, and that Chiefs defense is, you know, one of, if not the best defenses the entire NFL this year. But he just did nothing to elevate the team. He, he's a very good, you know, w- within-script guy. Um, you know, within the structure of the play, the near interception to Trent McDuffie, where it was, you know, the slant, uh, I want to say Brandon Ayuk, uh, and he just kind of threw it right to his first read, hit McDuffie in the hands. McDuffie ran the route for him, knew exactly what was happening. Like, he, he is <clears throat> he's good in rhythm and structure. He can scramble. He had a couple good scoots in that game. I don't think he's bad. I don't think they should replace him. Um, you know, right now on his rookie deal, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal value. Um, he's just, he's just, he is who he is. He is a, in the 10 to 15 range of quarterbacks, probably won't get much higher, probably won't get much lower. Um, and, and these games in February uh, are won by the Patrick Mahomes, not, not those guys. Uh, it's funny when they were up, um, in the press box, at least people were trying to figure out who to vote for the MVP and uh, McCaffrey's name came up a lot. Um, and yet he averaged, you know, three something, three point something yards a carry, um, 80 and 80 uh, did well when catching the ball. What did you think of his performance, and were you surprised it wasn't better on the ground? Yeah, I mean, he was explosive for sure through the year, and, and he made some guys miss in space. He obviously, uh, you know, sought out contact and, and lowered his shoulder and, and really brought kind of the physicality from the Niners are used to seeing from everyone on that roster. But, yeah, he was really, really good. The, the throwback from Juwan Jennings was awesome, and you know, he made it look easy. But you're sitting there, you probably could get clocked, by a defender with how long you're waiting for that ball to come back across the field. He catches it, and you know, before he even gets to the ground, he's already lunging forward to burst through that lane and score that opening touchdown. So he was phenomenal. If they won, I think he would have gotten the MVP. Um, yeah, the ground game wasn't wasn't super efficient, and they also just went away from it kind of in the middle part of the game. And it was, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't blame them for trying to score more and, and not feeling safe with the lead they had, but it felt like when they did run the ball um, back towards the end of the end of the game, they were getting those five, six, seven yard carries. Um, I thought Devo Samuel would get more touches out of the backfield, and obviously Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. The Chiefs' run defense had been a problem, and they just didn't really exploit it. Uh, credit to shout out Mike Pinnell, uh, who's been a journeyman. Uh, he's on the Chiefs practice squad a bunch with the Bears for a little bit. Back to Kansas City, Mike Pinnell had the game of his life. Um, big nose tackle for the Chiefs. Uh, you know, blew up Trent Williams on a play and made a stop on McCaffrey. Had a couple other really nice plays. Uh, he, he was awesome. I'm glad you did that without us asking because we failed and didn't even ask you. After like 10 minutes ago on this show, I just said we should be talking more about the Chiefs defense than we are about Patrick Mahomes, and yet here I am not talking about the Chiefs defense. Um, what did you think was most impressive from that side of the ball for Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, it is a secondary in those two guys, McDuffie and Snead, that are, you know, maybe the best one-two punch in the secondary in the NFL right now. I mean, I mentioned McDuffie just flat out running routes for guys during that game. Snead finally did actually have his, uh, 
uh, emotions boil over and get that penalty, but he's so, so good at just pissing off opposing receivers and generally doesn't get the call, uh, generally gets the penalty on the other player. But there's sticky coverage in your face. They both had a bunch of pass breakups. The last piece for me, too, is Leo Chanel, the linebacker, was exceptional in this game. I mean, probably 6'4", 250, 260, um, was incredible sideline to sideline, was all over the field. I think he had a couple pressures in this game, too. Their ability to hit on those, you know, round three to round five at, you know, secondary and off-ball linebacker, they basically hit on all of them the last couple of years. And, they, you know, they rotate through. Chanel probably only played 30 snaps, but they were an exceptional 30 snaps last night. So it's the whole unit. I mean, Spagnola just has everyone's bought in. They're clearly playing in sync. They're all lined up. They have only one superstar in Chris Jones, um, but ten very good players across the rest of the defense. Uh, did you go back home, or are you still in Vegas? I am back home. Uh, yeah, no, I was I was in Vegas until Friday. You can tell my voice is still in Vegas. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so it was not there for the game or anything like that. But it was a fun week leading up to the game. Well, uh, thank you for putting your voice through this uh, this morning to talk to us. He's Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, thank you, guys. So, Brad Spielberger from PFF on the Chiefs. Winning another Super Bowl uh, defense is good in that game. Uh, that is, like, we, we talk about the Raiders and their offseason and how they need to find a quarterback. If you're actually going to win a Super Bowl, not only do you need to find a quarterback, you've got to do what the Chiefs have done and hit on some fourth-round linebacker that's going to be a top-ten linebacker in football. Like, right. you're going to have to do that a couple of times. And if you're going to actually win multiple, which the Chiefs might do, the Chiefs are going to have to keep doing that every now and then to actually win a bunch of these. The Raiders need the quarterback, and they need to do that, right? Like they need to. Like they. Here's the thing: Jack Jones was good as a as a what do we call him? A free agent? Did they claim him off waivers, or was he a free agent signing? Whatever. They got no, Jack Jones. No, Patriots got rid of him. They they get Jack That's Jones, right? Uh, Malcolm Kuntz had a good second half of the season. Like they found some guys that were not like high prize free agents or high draft picks that were productive. They need they need to have those like on a yearly basis where you at least have one or two guys that are like ah oh, we drafted him in the fifth round and he's one of the ten Let's best go to his position. It's on you, right? He hasn't really done that with the Chargers. A big reason why they weren't any good for eleven years. So uh, it's it's never a good thing for the other teams when a team has Mahomes and they're like yeah we drafted our starting linebacker in the fifth round and he's better than any linebacker on your team. <laughs> it's not a good thing when you're trying to beat Patrick Mahomes. All right, coming up next, we're sticking with the Super Bowl, but. We're going to get into the fun stuff like the halftime show. We was able to come out, play a little better than we did the first half. When you stopped them to, for a field goal in overtime, did you know that your offense could go down and win it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're listening to the Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. Ed, what did you think of the halftime show? I liked it. Um, I still think the acoustics aren't great. It though. sucks. I mean, it's, I just can't. I had some friends who said it didn't sound good on TV either. So I don't. I don't know what was going on exactly. But God, it. It's one of the most annoying yeah. things to me. Is of that, that stadium? That the sound. There's a lot is, of good things about that stadium. The sound is so right. bad in Allegiant Stadium. God, it's so bad. I. It sucks, but. I, I thought it was a cool show, but I would have liked to it being to be able to hear clearer. <laughs> Yes, well, would have been nice. Yeah, clear. We could hear. Because <laughs> also, um, Colleen Wolf was like the the in stadium host MC. Yes, couldn't understand a word she said before the game, and she talked during halftime and stuff. Oh, like every third word, you'd be like, oh, she said the. All right, right. Like God, 
It's not good. It's really annoying how bad the Sadie acoustics are in there. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, three things about the halftime show. I thoroughly enjoyed the rollerblades. I was impressed nobody actually fell. I was impressed that Usher got on the rollerblades. Yes, that and, was uh, very impressive. Right. Uh, and he did not look out of place on the rollerblades. Also, I didn't realize when they took him off. I even they yeah. they took those off in a hurry because I don't know I was paying attention to Little John or something and all of a sudden he's not got rollerblades on anymore. I enjoyed not only that Little John was there but also that he was like on somebody's shoulders in the crowd, like he was not on stage. He was just on fan shoulders or something in the crowd and apparently had a Golden Knights Stanley Cup championship. Yes, he right had now. a ring on. Did he get a ring too? Most people did. <laughs> he probably bought one of those $100,000 replicas. Well, he was in one of their commercials. Yes. So they might have given him they one. They might have given him a ring. Well, hasn't he also done the uh, the horn, too? Or the siren? Probably. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, he's been in a commercial, yeah. so he's probably done the damn horn. He's done the horn. Yeah. So I, I thought that was great. Uh, and, oh, that Ludacris came out with stripper poles yeah. when he walked up on stage. That was great. That was uh, phenomenal. Just so, couldn't hear it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the sound, not great. So I thought it was a great halftime show. There's also, tell me if I'm wrong, Ed. The Super Bowl halftime show is a great indicator of how of pe- of you, somebody getting older when you're like, oh, these are songs I grew up with. That yeah, means you're yeah. that means you're yeah. getting old, right? Yeah. Because like normal, like me growing up, it'd be the Super Bowl halftime show. I'd be like, I don't know who these old people are. What are they doing? But on you the knew stage? the song. But yeah, but I'm like, oh yeah, I, right. Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris. Right. I was yeah, like, they, yeah, these are all from when I was growing they up. They came so, out when we were in middle right. school. So I'm like, okay, this is this is what it's like to be old. Is I'm like, these are the songs that You'd I would want to hear. Have? Would you ever have Swift? Uh, I mean, what do you mean? Would I? Yes. Yeah. She should have done it this. She should have yeah, done this she one. She turned it down. Yes, this year she did. Yeah, she turned yeah. it down for this year, like a while ago. Like yeah, they, way they before Kelsey. It. Yeah, yeah. Way they they asked her like last March or April, and yeah. she said no. But was her tour already scheduled? Because she didn't know she was flying back from Japan <laughs> to oh, go I, watch her new boyfriend. To go watch her new. Boyfriend. I would assume the tour was <laughs> right. scheduled. But she would have probably she, gone right from Japan to Australia. But she could have pushed that easily for the Super Bowl yeah. if she wanted to do it. She just didn't want to do it. Yeah, if I'm the NFL, I want Taylor Swift doing it. Well, next year. Yeah. Actually, right now, if I'm the NFL, I don't want Taylor Swift doing it. Because I already I already have the Taylor Swift demographic paying attention to right. the league. Right. I give it like 10 years, and if Kelsey's retired or if they're broken up or whatever, then bring her in so that way yeah. you get that. But right now, Taylor Swift fans are watching. They watched the they're, damn Super Bowl yesterday. They have because, shirts. So you don't need her. Like You I don't love, need her to I perform. I love Taylor's boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, one of the <laughs> one of the people at the watch party I was at yesterday was wearing that. What did she? Did you see her on the on the big screen? What did she chug? A beer. Beer. It was beer. Yeah. It was in like a little looked, plastic cup. It looked like it was beer. Okay. No, it, yeah, it was beer. All right. She was she was uh, ready for that. Yeah, she was ready for any time she got on screen. The chug. Wanted, yeah, she was ready for the chug. Credit to her for yeah. chugging. She also got booed too by fans. I know she got booed the first time she came on the screen. She got booed. Are you booing her if you're a 49ers fan? Who's She's, booing her in general? Well, like I'm saying, if you're a 49ers <laughs> fan, like, it's just stupid. Yeah, but if you're a 49ers fan, she's basically like the most popular fan right. of your opponent in the right. Super Bowl. Probably because I, I think if I'm a Niners fan, I'm booing her because I think the Niner fans outnumbered the Chiefs yes. fans. Yes, so that's probably why the boos were so loud. Yeah, but uh, she definitely got booed uh, when they showed yes. her chugging that beer out there. Uh, and oh, by the way, speaking of her boyfriend. 
the hell was he so mad about? I, I think it's because he came off the field. He went and he almost hip-checked of, Andy yeah. Reid. I think that was because... NHL Department of Player Safety is going to give Travis Kelsey a six-game suspension for an illegal hit to the head on Andy Reid. It had to be because he came off the field. I don't think it was because of the fumble. For anybody that missed it, he ran over, bumped Andy Reid. And started screaming. And was screaming, screaming in his Reed. face. Yeah. And it was... With the assumption it was because he came off the field on the Isaiah Pacheco fumble, fumble. and he wanted to be on the field. Right. Now, here's the key part. The Chiefs take Kelsey off the field when they're going to run the ball a lot. Like, I don't know if it's 100% or 90%, but he subs out of the game when they're in running situations very frequently. So it's not out of the norm for him to come out of the game on the 10-yard line. Right. When right. it's going to be a Pacheco handoff. Well, maybe he thought they should throw the ball. Maybe he did think that because he was yelling at Andy Reid, bumping into him. Yeah. He had a good game. Ended up with 93 yards. Their leading first receiver. half. He had a like one yeah. for two and a half one for three. Yeah. One for four. That's and good. then he ends up with nine for 93. Was it 93? Yeah. I mean, he had the, the catch at the end of regulation to set up the game tying field mm -hmm. goal. And so. then he had that one to get it within the three in the end. Yep. So he's pretty good. Yeah. Even when he's yelling at Andy Reid.